0: Hello screenwriters and writers, welcome to the Script Mistress podcast where we dive into the world of screenwriting and other things. I am your host Amber Bosworth and in this episode we have an exclusive interview with a Jennifer Manichirian. Now, if you don't know who she is, Jennifer is a Tony-winning producer. She's won awards for War Horse, August, Osage County, Spring Awakening, Thoroughly Modern Millie, and several, several others, over 25 other shows on Broadway. She's a film writer and producer, She's a screenwriting teacher. She's a playwright libertist. She has such playwright ones that you can find, a Mary Harry, Cockroaches, and Cologne. Now, just a little bit of business to keep yourself informed of my podcasts, events, and challenges. Please be sure to get on my mailing list at thescriptmistress.com. Additionally, you can find this entire episode on video at thescriptmistress.com forward slash scene. 48, 48, where you'll also find a free download that I've created uh, just for you guys. You can sign up for that and download it completely for free. And I'll talk about that at the end of the episode. And I also have my own YouTube channel, the Scriptmistress YouTube channel, where you can catch this as well. I have the link for that in the show notes and on the page on scene 48. You'll get all the information about Jennifer there as well. So you can learn everything you need to know about her after this episode. Cause I know you're going to want to know more. I know I good. Now, I had the immense immense pleasure and joy of meeting Jennifer for the first time and interviewing her earlier this week. It was incredible. So Jennifer Manichirian has been a Broadway and off-Broadway theater producer for over 30 years. She wrote the book of a musical, Mary Harry, with composer Dan Martin and Michael Belio, which had a production at the York Theater in New York, then was filmed in a sound studio for online streaming. And you can find that on Amazon crime. And again, I'll have all the, the websites and everything where you can check these out after the episode if you'd like. And then the same team wrote a short musical for streaming that will be available shortly. I think it it is off of her website, and I'll give that to you as well. Uh, she wrote and produced the film Family Blues also on Amazon Prime Video and has another film planned for filming uh, fairly soon. I think she did finish that. I think this is a little bit old of a bio, but I just wanted to give you kind of a background. Aside from other writing projects, she teaches introductory screenwriting at the Sarah Sarah Lawrence Writing Institute. Now, prior to her career as a producer, she was a family therapist and a divorce mediator. Jennifer serves on the board of New York Stage and Film, a nonprofit devoted to to developing new works. And she has transitioned into being a published author. Her new book, Alphabet is out now, and you can get that on Amazon. Now, while she was is promoting her book, she got to sit down with me and kind of go over screenwriting and how her life has really helped shape her into the writer that she is today. I really had a great time learning from her and her kind of explaining with her time as a family therapist how important character is and how important the relationships are in your writing. So please, I won't speak any more about it. Please catch the interview now and I'll be right back. That is okay. Well, welcome to my little podcast, The Script Mistress Podcast. So here we kind of work a little bit more with beginning screenwriters. So it's it's really great to have you here um, on our podcast. And I, you know, taking a look at your, your body of work and everything that you've done, um, it's been really great to kind of uh, get to know you a little bit. Thank you. Yes.
1: So I kind of just want
0: to uh, if you want to do it. Oh, a- Who's
1: who, who your audience?
0: My audience it, all over all over the entire globe. Um, I, I run a nice little screenwriting competition, a monthly short screenwriting competition for writers. And I kind of do this to kind of help people kind of like you uh, where you've bounced from medium to medium producer Mm -hmm. film writer um, uh, theater production all of that into writing novels Uh, a lot of my writers have gone from writing prose to trying screenwriting and I just provide a a safe space for that for them are you you a teacher yes I'm also
1: a teacher yes Mm -hmm. and do I I, do read full-length scripts is that what you're doing Right or just short film or or what what exactly are people sending you? Right now
0: I get shorts. I do it's even just a five-page short script for people to get used to the formatting, to how screenwriting works. Um, but I also do a little bit bigger ones as well. And I'm hoping, because theater is actually my first love. I've been acting in community theater since I was uh, 10 years old. So uh, theater has always been my first love. So I'm hoping that is going to be something later where I incorporate playwriting. Because I've I've had a couple shows written as well.
1: Uh, not as big, but <laughs> um, that have been produced. So well, that's great. Well, you know, the if you're writing a five minute short or a 20 minute short or a full feature Mm -hmm. some of the some of the elements are the same Mm -hmm. i mean you, you have to have a little character arc a plot arc you know that something has to happen and be resolved Exactly. and that's and that's what I, I try to to teach
0: through. I, I provide feedback and like a, a short synopsis of what I thought uh, a coverage, if if you will, mm-hmm. for for their scripts to kind of help them, but very beginning um, screenwriters um, that has really helped a lot. I've been doing this for about four years now. Mm-hmm. great. Yes, yes. So can we just have like a quick, I don't, you know, as quick as you want a rundown of, of some of the things that you've done that have brought you to, to where you are today.
1: Well, I'd be happy to do that, but since, you know, your audience is specifically people who wanna be who want to be screenwriters, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So, so to the extent, I mean, one of the things that I've done most recently, and I mean, I've done, I've had a lot of chapters. I think of life as chapters. <laughs> And my there's been many chapters, and mm-hmm. hopefully there'll be there'll be a couple more. <laughs> Don't know how many more, but um, most recently what I did was write a novel, and mm-hmm. and that having been also a screenwriter was a challenge. Mm-hmm. And so maybe I can talk a little bit about the challenge between people who may come to you who write in a narrative form, or poets or whatever, and want to do yeah. screenplays. Mm-hmm. It's the 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 uh, craft is quite different and how you do it is quite different, but over, you know, and I've done the things that are really relevant. Well, I mean, there are things that are relevant that are just in my life, which Mm -hmm. I think is true for everybody. You know, you have a family, you have, you learn about relationships, you learn about personalities, all of those things are part of character building, which is to me, the building block of anything you do in the arts, that's gonna be successful. Uh, so I have, I have five children. They're all obviously adult. In fact, I found out on Thanksgiving, I am to be a great grandmother. Ah, (laughs) Congratulations. uh, So I have, I have a a lot of kids, a lot of grandchildren, uh, you know, and, and you, so part of, so part of whatever I do is kind of, that's kind of a background. That's kind of, Mm -hmm just dealing with relationships and all the ups and downs that they all require that's something that that's just part of being a human being mm-hmm. that everybody who wants to write brings with them yes but, and then there's things that are more specifically in terms of fields that I may have been in that have also been helpful for example for a period of time I did training and I was a family therapist I also did a, a, for a short time I was teaching family therapy as well as doing divorce mediation, so once again, I was in a field that's really dealing with relationships and conflict and conflict resolution, helping to find solutions. All of all of that, you can say, adds to any writing you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, then, then I kind of leaped, took a huge, giant leap off of a I don't know what. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> into into being a theater producer. I don't do things halfway. So at the time I chose to do that, I figured I'm just gonna take the plunge because somehow all my life, it's like I've been kind of bitten by the entertainment, the arts bug. Mm-hmm. So, so when an opportunity came to me, I took it and I kind of went with it. And theaters, well, you say that's what you hope to eventually land. Theater's very hard. It's very hard. At least from a producing standpoint, it's very hard to be successful. Yeah. Theater theater is just it's just up against so many odds. But anyway, I've produced in theater for a long time. This is since the mid '80s, so I've had many, many. There's many productions I've been a part of, and again, that you know you learn about over time. Well, I have I have a producer head, but you also learn from a writing point of view. Um, about story structure, you know, you read, you, you play, you can, you can read a, well, you can read a play that's going to have, let's say, Hugh Jackman in it. You almost don't <laughs> care what it is because it's going to work, it's going to sell. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, when you're reading plays and and anything you do, you you know, you're either going to like it or not like it, and you're going to have to just a lot of plays. Um, I'm not going to say what it is because i don't want to be critical but i saw a play recently that was so much fun where do you live
0: i live in south dakota
1: oh well this isn't going to help you then no. but, it's but we have
0: everybody's fun. everywhere all my writers i have some in england oh. and Australia. no i just wondered if
1: yeah. you would be in new york and seeing the theater oh, it's yeah. just it was it was it's a musical and it's so damn much fun excuse my language but then the second act just doesn't measure and that that Mm -hmm. happens a lot so Mm -hmm. so as a producer you have to make you know you make calculated decisions Is this something you know is it going to overcome that or is this a play that is going to be totally review dependent anyway this is not for producer heads so let me go back to the writing part (laughs) um but my years of producing served me as well but i i had a very strong need to to create it's in everything in my life I do a lot of knitting I I I cook I'm just I like doing something with an end product that I can feel good about and that I can work on so I've been always been writing and I wrote a screenplay in the 1990s and I actually wrote it with my son and we uh, I produced it he didn't want to get he had he had kind of had his fill of it and it's actually it's called Family Blues it's on Amazon Video and it's It was an interesting, I mean, it's always a learning curve. Mm -hmm. Um, The the fact of the matter, it was really, I was really learning as I learn as you go. I didn't have technique. And in fact, what happened with that project was the writer, the the director we got, took us, sat us down in a, we, we got somebody's apartment in the city. And for two weeks, every day, we worked on that script and made changes and it was like script writing I don't know what level it would be maybe 101 I don't know (laughs) but 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 we had to learn how every scene has to have has to move the forward the story forward the character arcs how nothing is gratuitous I mean there was so much we had done that we just really were bumbling and it kind of shaped got into the shape of being a film and uh, it then we made it Which has challenges of its own. I mean, when you see whatever you see on film, uh, is probably not the script that was that the people came in with. Mm -hmm. A lot shifts in the editing room, scenes you may have done a scene where the actor was sick and didn't do the right scene properly. You have to get you have to get rid of that scene. It's really interesting in screenwriting because it's not, it's just not what's necessarily on the page. Mm Scenes can be shifted around. there's just a lot that can change, but it it was something that was it was an ex, it was exhausting I've, I've really having I've had five kids, I don't think I've ever been as tired as I was when I made that movie because I was on the set every single moment of the time mm. and it was amazing and and the fact is, I just made another one this year in May. We did it virtually. Our script went in the night before the SAG strike and the writers' skill strike. The writers' skill strike, not the SAG strike. Yeah, and that was something that I've been working on for years. And that was this has been a whole other learning experience, and it's been amazing. But I had um, that was a script that was uh, co-written. I mean, the per the per it was optioned from a book. I I I, I optioned a book mm-hmm. that I when I. I actually listened to it on audible. I didn't list, I didn't read it, but somehow I felt like there was such a story within it. And it was interesting because it was, that was in 2014, which was well before the me too movement. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden things were, it's the story of a young boy and took place in Scotland, the original book. And it's, and this young kid lives in his family with his mom, his dad, his dad's out of work. His grandmother lives with them they're struggling financially and something happens to the mother. the boy doesn't know what it is and she doesn't want to talk about it and it's the impact of some kind of a violent trauma mm-hmm. you know, not only just in the family but on the community you know the reverberation and how it affects everybody mm-hmm. because when, and when you live in a small town like this was taken place in the book it was in little Ireland and Scotland. In the movie where we opened it up and we did it in the United States, sorry I just turned on the light I don't know. Um, we did it in the United States and it's the same in a town of 3,000. so you you know you get this feeling that everybody knows everybody's business. And when you're holding on to a secret or a secret that potentially could be explosive and could be harmful to other people mm-hmm. it has a reverb, you know and it's about how the impact on everybody and it's about healing. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, but when I w- read this book, I was just struck by it and I, and I got involved with it and the, the writer of it was wonderful, Lisa O'Donnell, mm. she's a wonderful writer and she was, she was initially did a couple of treatments, but we decided to place it here and her voice was just too, it's, it's, it, it really required, I think, I mean, not that I have a Minnesota voice, but it required, uh, I think, an American sensibility. Mm. So I I wrote many, many drafts of it. I mean, that's what another thing your audience needs to know is that your first draft is just the beginning of a long road. Yes. You write, you rewrite, you Mm -hmm. you get people to read it, you get people to listen to it, you hear it yourself, you have people read it. I mean, there's nothing better than Mm -hmm. doing a reading. And this screenplay that I've done that was that we did this year called boundary waters it'll come out next year i hope yes, we're, yes. we're doing the festival route. it's not quite finished in fact this week they're recording the score in london and which will be very exciting but um it's um it's just a very long road it's a it's a long road and it's a um it's you just have to you have to hear it and so one of the things that i did particularly having been in theater i had access to people and i did a few, i did a few readings of it where i would bring actors in and even though listening to us listening to a play in a reading is very is much easier way to see what you've got than a movie but even with a movie particularly if you have good actors who are smart and kind of understand who they're playing mm-hmm. you can get so much good feedback and go back to the drawing board and keep working on it and keep working on it and and then we got finally i felt it was ready to get a director and it took us quite a while to get the right person but boy did we get lucky our Mm. director's name is tessa blake and she's phenomenal and tessa did her own uh, pass on it she did more than the pass. she 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 did her own version of it which is pretty standard and she she really placed it from the point of view of the boy, the 12-year-old boy. And we have an extraordinary young actor playing that role. I mean, I feel like he's gonna be, he's he's such a talent. His name's Etienne Kaleci, Kalici, mm. K-E-L I C I, and he's a Canadian actor, and he's just amazing. He's in every take in the movie. <laughs> and there's a bunch of kids, so it's about childhood, it's about growing up, it's coming of age, they play spin the bottle. I mean, there's a a lot of it's it's not just heavy heavy duty um, trauma, but there is trauma in it, mm-hmm. and that's and that's part of the story too. Well, and that's life. That's you. You need
0: those areas and those the the ups and downs and and the and the hilarity a little bit. Not hilarity, but you know the laughs to kind of well, it's, ease. It's,
1: yeah, it's funny. I don't know why. Just as we were talking this minute I was thinking of when I some young person I knew had died and one of my kids had come with me just to wish the family well and they heard laughter and my what my kids should people be laughing and you know it's throughout life there's got to be humor and levity and then you go back it's like my husband his father died when he was 11 and the milkman he was in Iran and the milkman came to deliver the milk. And he said to his mother, do we still get milk? <sighs> life goes on. Yes, yes, it does. Cause it's a part of
0: life and even it trauma. Does. We all have a little bit of trauma just in different degrees. And to, to shine a light on that, you still need those, those places where you can let some of that go.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. What, what can, is there anything that would be helpful to you? That yeah, absolutely. So I mean, what would what do you
0: perceive like as the fundamental differences between like writing fiction and writing screenwriting or writing it for screen?
1: Well, well, let's just say fundamental to both both to me, and it's what I really when I teach, I really press mm-hmm. stress, stress is character. You've got to, you've, they've got to be live within you. They've got to be authentic. There's so many movies you'll see where the people are so superficial. I mean, there's just just nothing about them feels real to me. It's just, I just can't stand that. So I feel like you live and breathe these people. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm doing this with, I'm writing a second novel and I have to say the character I'm writing about is in my mind all the time. I'm just Mm -hmm. constantly trying to think about this character and what I can be doing with. So I feel like your characters, you don't start with your plot. Maybe you have some idea for a plot. And I'm not saying you can't have some idea for a story, but you also have to really then plant the characters who are in it as people who belong in that story Mm -hmm. and are real and are authentic. And I think they have to be, I mean, if I were to write about a family in China, it wouldn't be real yeah i live there i don't know the culture you know it's got to be it doesn't have to be identical to your culture but you've got to be able to really have a sense of who these people are so that's kind of a fundamental base
0: mm-hmm.
1: but then in terms of how you tell the story of these characters it's dialogue to me it comes easy
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and when you're doing a screenplay all right you're doing a screenplay and you're writing a scene a scene maybe it could be half a page it could be three pages it's not going to be 10 pages yeah. it's it's going to be pretty short mm-hmm. so basically what you're going to do is you're going to set up the scene somehow but with a with some kind of a you know a storyline whatever it's the narrative thing that's uh, going to be this is where it's taking place this is the time of day this is what we're going to be seeing and this is who's in the scene i mean that's pretty you know. It's obviously more filled out than that, but you're not going to be writing, you know, ten pages about what setting up that scene. The camera is <laughs> going to do the work for you. Mm-hmm. So if if I were to be filming you and me talking, I'd say I'm talking to a very pretty redhead with red curtains in back of her and red glasses, <laughs> and something that looks like a theater in back, and that's all I have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you don't go into long descriptions, but then you then the di- dialogue is um in a screenplay the camera does so much for you if you see people falling in love you know that can be a touch somebody's touch of a hand it can be a look somebody has Mm -hmm. you know it's like you have to let the camera do as much work for you as it can (laughs) and not to spell it out i mean it's a far more subtle process I I often mention this. Well, I if if I don't, I feel like I'm repetitive. Yeah. But there, there is there is a film that I always like to use as an example for a teaching film because in it, it's called The Confirmation, and in it, hmm. Clive Owen is in it. And before you have even met him, you almost know he's a guy who's out of luck. You know <laughs> you 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 hear a car trying to start. I think it's a black screen. You hear mm-hmm. a, a car trying to start and trying and trying. So you know somebody is not having their best day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you zero in on him and he hasn't shaved and he's in this beat up truck and he's pretty pissed off. And how much has been done without a word of dialogue? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He goes He goes to meet his ex-wife in front of a church. Okay, so we know she's going to church for some reason. <laughs> the, she says to him a uh, very very spare dialogue and again i'm just paraphrasing if it, it may be very it's may not i'm not being precise but something like she's going away for the weekend with her new husband so she's kind of holding on to trying to make something work and she says if you screw up this time you're not going to see him again or something like that so mm-hmm. How much in one sentence history do you get? That's film writing. Yeah. Nothing is gratuitous. Every word that's on the page has a reason. Every character who comes in for a reason. It's that that movie in particular is so econ- e- economical because everything in it will tie together, but it never mm-hmm. feels artificial. You know, it, it doesn't feel that way, mm-hmm. but it's like everything is very, very well-constructed screenplay, I think.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, you could argue that the guy is an alcoholic and they don't really deal with that, but I, I'm i just gonna say in terms of the dialogue and how it's done and, and how they use, everything comes back in some way. It's a, it's a very good exercise in learning how a screenplay can be done. Now, a book, it's a whole other story. You have to fill it. You you're the damn camera. Excuse me. <laughs> yes, because that, because that was so hard for me. That really so much harder for me to be able to set the scene and to create the characters and to do everything in a way that's not on your on the nose. Mm-hmm. It's not with cliches. I mean, it's a it's a much for some people. It's a much easier process for me. It was a real learning curve. Where I really had to learn how to how to really create character without using to me the tool of both the camera and dialogue because Mm -hmm. whenever some people in my early drafts would say to me it it reads like a screenplay (laughs) or it's like you know and so then I realized you know I was I had to be you can't just have dialogue going on and on and on because as people are talking. You know I'm talking I'm talking to you and you're nodding your head. And you know you've got to kind of fill in the reader in terms mm-hmm. of what what's going on in that scene, not just what's being said, but what's going on. so it's it's quite a different uh, craft. Have you found have you
0: <laughs> found it um, do you find novel writing more rewarding I, or I, or I mean, which one have you enjoyed, or is it just so different that you
1: can't really say? <laughs> well, um, well, I love new challenges, and mm-hmm. it's certainly been a challenge. And I do. I mean, I'm writing a second one. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think I I mean I like I like it all. I mean, one of the things the novel I wrote during COVID, because I was I had an office in New York City for theater. Mm-hmm. and and the governor shut down all businesses mm-hmm. that were non-essential. so I, I i couldn't have even gone to my office for like nine months and then our lease was up and i just i got used to working at home so i no longer kept an office and theater was dead so the, it gave me an opportunity to do this mm-hmm. um and i also was kind of goosing along this movie project nothing happens overnight by the way (laughs) it's it's a long process of getting things done so the movie was you know edging along but it wasn't Mm -hmm. COVID was really restrictive and it was also expensive because whoever did any filming I mean the process of filming during COVID was pretty challenging actually Mm
0: -hmm. I filmed
1: a short musical during COVID oh really (laughs) that was I I've written a couple of musicals uh, with a composer team and we decided to write a short musical and it's about 15 minutes it's really cute actually it's called cockroaches in cologne and it's on youtube and it's one it's been in all sorts of festivals i mean i mean this is really funny we don't make a penny off of it but it's but 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 we what we learned is how you do something during Pandemic is Mm -hmm. quite a set was done by a graphic artist in California. No, there were two actors in it. We had we could only have actors who were married to each other or who lived together. Excuse me, uh, (laughs) so that they could be in the same space. We had a director filming them. He had to be on a mask. He had an assistant who was in another room. Mm-hmm. We never. Everything was done. Everything was done virtually. We never even met the actors. Mm. We set up a studio village where, we, where the the my composers and and we were all in a room watching all the fil- things being. We we did our costume design. <laughs> with the actors in their apartment where they showed us their clothes that we'd cho- I mean, it was really quite an experience, <laughs> but um, I don't know how I got into that, but I don't remember, I am sorry, I don't <laughs> remember, okay. but maybe even mention that, but um, but I really, all of it, oh, why I got into novel writing, well, it was just an opportunity, mm-hmm. uh, and it was, and it was, I had been, I had started, I about, Nine or ten years ago, a friend of mine who runs a writing group, excuse me had asked me to join. It was just every other week for two hours. and I thought, well i want I want to see if I can write in novel form. I mm-hmm. wanted to not novel. I never in my life thought I'd write a novel. <laughs> I mean, it was just I thought if I can write a five hundred page story, I'll be happy.. Mm-hmm. So it was like beyond my wildest expectations that I actually got through. But what happened was I started writing a series of stories and both through COVID and also every year we have a weekly uh, writing retreat where we go away. And I cannot recommend something like that any more highly to writers. If you have a group, even Mm -hmm. if it's a weekend somewhere, where you write, you let other people hear your work, you get suggestions from other people. I mean, if you really take your writing seriously, you've got to get a group. Mm. It's it, it's not done in the isolation of your home. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's, like, I totally it's agree. so many, I mean, my, my novel, aside from the fact that all my writer friends wrote, um, gave me notes on it. I also had a developmental editor who gave me copious notes. So I just don't think any art form it's going to be better served. I mean, I, I remember a student yeah. saying to me, "Well, wait, you're all giving me so much feedback. Is this really mine?" Yes, it's yours. It was your idea. It's your characters. It's mm-hmm. going to be your dialogue. You're going to take what's valuable to you, yeah. and you're not going to you're going to throw away what isn't.
0: Exactly. And like you but- said earlier, where screenwriting, you can't you can't get too attached to to your beginning your beginning uh product because everything get to anything.
1: You learn to throw away, as they say, throw away your babies. And you have to Mm -hmm. understand it's a collaborative. If you write it, let's say you write a screenplay and it's somebody options it. You don't, once they've optioned it, you, they have full control over it. They can do whatever. If you're involved, still involved, it's just because you're, you have a very good relationship with them or for whatever reason, they can change the time. Anything can be changed. Yep. So it's, everything is collaborative and you've got it, that's just part of However, conversely in theater, they can't change anything without your permission.
0: Exactly, exactly, yeah. So
1: that's really a different process. Yes. And, and, and in theater, you know, in, in the writer is kind of the least important person in in a film, whereas in theater, The writer is very often there during the rehearsal process, they Mm -hmm. make a tremendous amount of changes. Mm -hmm. It's a very different the writer has a very different role. When something gets to the point of production, if it's a film or if it's a um, film uh, theater piece.
0: Yes. Yes. I haven't delved too, too far into that. I I did kind of a series where I talked about how being um, an actor and a director actually helps with screenwriting or theater writing and how just having that kind of um, take on it can really help shape you as a writer as well. Like your, you know, your um, experience in theater production really helping you there. So is there anything that you like to tell writers or as you teach screenwriting as well, what is something that you look for um, when helping out a writer, a a brand new writer? Um,
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, Oh my gosh. It's hard to (laughs) take some, my husband would tell you I'm never speechless. Um, But what do I look for? Well, I, I, if people they i i they're, i think probably i'm not going to say that anybody can write a good screenplay because that's kind of i don't know that's kind of to me hallmarky or something but i feel like if people really don't understand some of the things you don't kind of get some of the main things and cannot are not open to feedback and open to hearing things. And I'm not talking about from me. Mm -hmm. Um, Anything you, I mean, I think you could almost generalize it to anything you wanna begin to do and you really care about. You have to have a humility going in. You have to know that you, you, no matter how great you think your story is, let me tell you, everybody thinks well, I that's maybe an overgeneralization. Many people think they have a story. Mm-hmm. And you may have a great headline. You may mm-hmm. but then try try. It. tell me how it ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. what's the middle section? Mm-hmm. You have a beginning, you have your setup, mm-hmm. right the middle the The middle of a movie is going to be like an hour. You've got about sixty pages to fill what's going to happen? How is all this going to work? How's it going to end? How are you going to get to the resolution? Mm-hmm. Endings, are, endings can be very hard. Mm-hmm. So I and that think, makes and breaks you. Yes. So I think the most, I think it's what you have to go in with is an attitude of, oh, I have a, such a great story. And what do you know? And, you know, I, I you know, because I'm, I actually, as a teacher, I, I would say that Probably I'm fairly critical, but I think in a, um, because I, because if I feel like people have the ability to do something, I'm going to push. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because I, I want something to be as good as it can be. And I'm also, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I consider myself one opinion. I'm mm-hmm. not, you know, I go to ask somebody else, maybe, you know, maybe, this is just what I think. It's, it's very just an opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm not the world's expert, but if somebody comes to me, they're that's what they're going to get is my opinion. Yes.
0: And that's, and that's what they, they invest in you. And that's, I think that's what makes or breaks a good writer. I think I try with these, little screenwriting challenges I have, I get them used to hearing that criticism and something that they throw together in just five days. I feel that that's really, really important because if you can't take criticism from um, somebody just looking at something you've just written, how are you gonna get there when you have your first draft or your second draft of something you've been working on for years? And I think that's, it's another way of kind of uh, letting them test the waters before doing that to
1: see if they can handle it. Yeah, but when I say I'm critical, I'm not going to say, you know, that's terrible. No. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, what you're to point out is, you know, this character doesn't seem real to me or, yes. you know, why, why does, why does he go into the supermarket instead of the <laughs> bank? You know, I mean, I don't know where that came from, but if you know what I mean, just kind of questioning some of the choices as to if they, if you feel like they don't really work in terms yeah. of the story, the storyline, the overall storyline, mm-hmm. because uh-huh. I, you can also, you can also really turn people off, yes. which is something I don't want to do. Correct. Yeah. Uh, that I mean, that I don't want people, I don't want to kill people's dreams. And, and I hope I don't. I think I may <laughs> have done that once and it's, it stinks. I hate that. Yeah. That's not the way I want to be a teacher.
0: No, no, but it's also, I mean, teaching the craft too and letting and and making sure they understand, like you said, with like character where everything in a screenplay has to connect. Like right. everything has to have a reason i'm I'm working on a structure with with uh people as well right now, and how everything you know even in a five like in a five page script if if it's not meant to be there, get it out like right. if it doesn't move it forward or have something to do with your character arc or anything like that, it has to get out. I think holding on to those little things, then save it for later, save it for a different story, but get yeah. it out of that script,
1: yeah, and I think and I think people. Well, you have to be humble, and I think when you mm-hmm. reach a certain point, you have to try to hear it. Yes, and hear hear it with an open mind. Mm-hmm. Yes, and and you know, there's plenty of stuff you can read, and I I tend to be more intuitive. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm do not recommend that. It's just the way <laughs> I am. You know, but there's a lot of things you can read about screenwriting that can be helpful to you, mm-hmm. and courses you can take, and I'm not. I certainly would never tell somebody not to do that. Mm -hmm. But it's, you know, um, somebody I know was a um, master's candidate at, I think, Columbia screenwriting. And I had seen something that they had given a submission they had given for uh, character, what you have to know about your character. It was about, I don't know how many pages it was. But I don't know. Somehow that to me becomes almost a turnoff. You know, it, it can be, it, you wouldn't, if, if you, if you really understand your character, you don't have to, I mean, do I, if your character goes into a bookstore, all right, you do want, maybe you want to know what the, how they might dress. That's just mm-hmm. kind of who mm-hmm. they are. Are they going to be colorful or you know earth tones or something like tells you something about the character and do they choose to read books about uh you know autobiographies or are they looking for porn I mean what are they looking for I mean those are little char- but but when you get to the point of I mean if you get you can go crazy with those things yeah. and I th- and I think it kind of puts people off mm-hmm. I I just think there's a level of it where if you really feel like you yeah. really know who these characters are, you're not going to have to know what brand of toothpaste they buy. I yeah. mean, it, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> it, it could just be too extreme. So, I mean, I do, there's a part of me that, and that's maybe because it's my process, but I, I can't, I can't, um, it can't be all intellectualized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There, but but there's there's so much you can learn about structure and you know the three acts and all of that stuff and what has to happen and how yeah. scenes have a certain when you you know so that's the difference between a scene and a sequence and how mm-hmm. scenes have to um have to have a certain arc to them i mean there's there's a lot of things that are the craft that can be learned and yeah. should be learned that that are very helpful to the process hmm and i think watching a lot of movies watching the movies you like what do you learn from them yes watch what you, what is it you like about them what are the people is it the people is it are, is it funny what makes it funny mm-hmm. um read a screenplay of uh read the screenplay of something you like and see how does that compare when you read that screenplay is that is, does it Well, you want to read this you can either read the screenplay that was printed after the film was made, or the before, because mm-hmm. they'll be quite different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You see how it changes. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot of ways you can really be working on it with. That's kind of fun and entertainment ways mm-hmm. that is not as strictly didactic. Yeah, but but you know, and if there's a, if there's a sitcom you like or some show you like, mm-hmm. how, how did how do the characters get introduced? Mm-hmm. Yeah sometimes you can hear like a big booming voice of somebody and you know somebody's coming in who's going to be you know a powerhouse Mm -hmm. just start just become become as you watch things Mm -hmm. become a student while you're watching yes yes Like, like you said, like bringing even
0: in your family experience and the things that have happened in your life and how those brought you to where you are. And I I tell it's all that experience and in seeing how you can put that on screen and making it very, very poignant and directed and very, um, singular. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, people tend to be too on the nose. They would, they, they also It's very hard to not be on the nose, and you really—that's—that's that's something you really have to learn: is to trust your audience a little and be more subtle about how you get points across. And bringing in backstory, you mm-hmm. may have a whole story for people that, that maybe almost none of it belongs. It may belong in one line in the screen, like the line I just yes. talked about. Guy says you screwed up before. We don't have to know. We don't have to see their backstory. No,
0: don't need a flashback. It's- yeah. yeah. No. That one line.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: And yeah, that's um, I try to work that too. new writers coming in who have done novels or poetry. That's another thing, too, that they don't that there's the director there that you have somebody interpreting your story as well, that you have to trust that director to know as well what you're putting out there. And like you want to give a little bits, but and show it and don't just tell it like you were saying.
1: Mm-hmm. well you do you have to you have to learn, and this is a process, but to differentiate between um the job of the director and the job of the writer, I mean, yes, I think new new screenwriters will things like well, she smiled and gave him a wink. I mean if uh you know or you know very, very specific no nothing specific has mm-hmm. to be told, yeah, unless it has a real purpose for being there. for mm-hmm. example, I'm looking at your red glasses, which I love, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking. <laughs> If I were if I were writing a movie and you were a character, I would mention the red glasses because mm-hmm. it's part of your personality. I suspect mm-hmm. with your red hair, yeah. but with you don't necessarily have to say you can say somebody wears glasses. Yes, or, or you, they go into a room that's very very uh, modern, you know, all white or something. You don't have to describe the couch, the everything else, and and very often she he got up and walked to the door and opened it. I mean, no you there's a there's just so much that you can that 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 really is doesn't belong in a script but it Mm -hmm. takes a long time to figure out how to not overwrite yes yes
0: that's um the um the dreaded we hear or we see the, the camera or they they try to direct the camera that's that's something i work really hard with the really new writers as well to kind of
1: well, well, another big one is that they cannot write about something that can't be seen. For example, yes, yes she was, she felt like she wanted to kill him. Well, mm. how do I know that? Mm. How, what am I, what am I going to see? Mm-hmm. You can't yes. write about internal things. Yes. Yep. As, and that's the big, I think that's uh, one of
0: the biggest hurdles for novel writing is is making that transition where the internal, where I think even playwriting is even even more where you cannot, mm-hmm. everything has to be seen and interpreted on the stage and can't be the internalized.
1: It has to be the action. The yes. action has to show what's going on. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, what does that look like on their face? Mm-hmm. What does scared look like on them? Do they shrink or do they scream? That kind of stuff. Right. Like, right? I work, yeah, I work really hard trying to get that out of them as well. <laughs> yes,
1: well, I'm sure you yes. must. Your students must be very happy. I hope so. I hope mm-hmm. so. <laughs> well, any any any
0: like advice for aspiring creatives as we kind of wrap this up? Um,
1: like Good that luck. to write <laughs> film. <laughs> Just watch a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Really develop your own taste. Figure out what what genre is your genre. What what medium is most comfortable. What type of film are you drawn to? What type do you like to write? Mm-hmm. Um, watch a lot of them.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes. Watch a lot and experience yeah. experience life. And and I I love what you said too. Is get out of the house and get with other creatives, because you're right, I I think it's so important. I talk to a lot of them about the collaboration and working together and and making sure that other people see your work, that it's not just in the computer, it's not just hidden away.
1: Well, uh, but you can also do that. You can create an international Zoom committee uh, mm-hmm. group. I mean, during yes. COVID, I had a, my group, writer friends and I, we, we would be on Zoom for hours a day, sometimes yeah. never talking. Mm -hmm. but we would every once in a while you know catch up and see if anybody had a question and often we might yes uh, and say well wait a minute I just read this paragraph uh and I don't this is what I'm trying to achieve I mean what do you think and we give each other very blunt notes so you could create your writing community you if you if it's hard for you to do it in person Mm -hmm. you can find it yes um you can look for writing groups in your area uh you could go online and find out there's there there are writing classes you can take that are online where you have your you can, you know, there's ways of uh, working with other people that will make you a better writer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah. and I, you know, I think it's um I hope I hope they enjoy what they do. <laughs> because writing can be fine. A lot of people really talk about it as struggle. I mean, I I really like it. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that comes
0: out in your writing. I, you know, when it's something you feel like you have to push and get out, I, I feel that really does come out in your writing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. So, so thank you for talking to me. I mean, I talk too much. I'm sorry.
0: No, thank sorry. you so much. Thank you. I, I appreciate this opportunity to have you on on my little uh, podcast here.
1: Well, I hope somebody will want to read my book. Yes. And I yes. Want to- <laughs> Alpha it's on, It's yes. on uh, Amazon and all different sites. And I've been told that it should be a movie and I'm not at the moment inclined to do it. So maybe one of your students will take it on.
0: <laughs> that would be amazing. And I will have the link for everybody in my show notes. And, and I have Thank my you. own little landing page for every episode that I do as well with all the, the notes in there too. So they can get all the information. Um... Okay. What did you guys think of that? Uh, I'm sorry if you couldn't tell. I was kind of floating a little bit on a cloud, uh, especially after talking with Jennifer. I'm sure you can hear my enthusiasm. I did cut out a lot of my geeking out when I talked to her after the interview. I was I was really excited and wanted to talk to her more about theater. As I said in the interview, theater is my, is my first love and continues. I'm currently in a show, uh, which is why my hair is up, and I love... Um, being on stage, and I think it's an amazing medium, but I also love screenwriting, and I think it was amazing some of the tips that she gave in that interview. So, please, I hope you really enjoyed it as much as I did. I mean, just what an op- awesome opportunity for this little podcast for the Script Mistress. So, thank you again, Jennifer, if you are watching this. Thank you so much, and good luck with your book. Again, everybody, I have everything on my landing page, the scriptmistress.com forward slash scene 48. All of- of her links and everything in the show notes if you're watching this you should be able to have no problem downloading that and taking a look at all of her amazing amazing works All right, so writing action for this week, uh, kind of a little bit of the same. Please dive into a month of creativity with my free screenwriting prompts PDF. It's perfect for both budding and seasoned writers. This guide offers a diverse array of challenges to hone your craft from character development, which, you know, Jennifer, you heard right from her, how important that is, to gripping climaxes. Don't lose your audience in that second or the third act. Don't lose them by the ending don't do that now i've got you covered each week five weeks so even more than a month this is a great time to kind of finish out the year finish strong week one breathe life into your characters week two elevate the drama with conflict and tension week three paint your world with setting and atmosphere week four sharpen your dialogue and enrich relationships And week five, tie it all together with theme and resolution. This can really help with whatever project you're getting ready for or you're working on or something you may have on the shelf that you want to kind of dust off and play with. Now, download that now and start your journey to screenwriting success that you can get on thescriptmistress.com forward slash screenwriting prompts with an S or again, you can get it at the page at thescriptmistress.com forward slash scene 48. Now feel free to share your thoughts on this episode. What did you think about Jennifer? Was there anything you'd like to ask her? I, I might still be able to ask her any questions you might have. Or you can um, do that on our Facebook page at ink to screen or email me at amber at thescriptmistress.com to get extra help. And of course, I can't end this without mentioning the uh, short screenplay challenge I do every month. December's coming up, you guys. So please don't forget to sign up for that. If you want to try your hand at writing a new script in five days, you can sign up for that at thescriptmistress.com forward slash ink to screen, ink to screen. Thank you again for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Your feedback seriously means the world to me. So if you have any podcast ideas that you think could be helpful, feel free to email me at amber at the scriptmistress.com. And please don't forget to like this page and follow so you can get updates when our newest episodes come out. Until then, happy writing. Talk to you soon, you guys. Thank you.